Hi, welcome to Adulthood Pending Podcast. I'm Kimmy. I'm Annalise. And I'm Brittany. We're a podcast for college students, recent graduates, or anyone else who's also figuring out that being an adult isn't as simple as it's made out to be. Join us each episode as we share how we're navigating our careers, postgrad lives, and the whole adulting experience. As we've touched on in a previous episode, we've gone through a lot of changes these past few months, and so we haven't really had the opportunity to kind of focus in on some of these changes and talk to each one of us about how things are going and what else is new. So we're kind of dedicating this episode to dive a little deeper into all the changes that we've gone through and navigating this new chapter in our lives. So the fun question for this episode, what's something that has brought you joy these past few months? So I have two things. One is I've been really liking going to spin classes. Like, I've always liked Mm. it, but um, I think there's just something about, like, the feeling after, like, being in a room where your, like, eardrums are being blasted and (laughs) the high of endorphins. Um, It's kind of, like, I've tried, like, other... I've been really open to a lot of workouts, but I think, like, spins one... I always, like, compare it to now, like, when Mm. I try new things. Um, And to go along with that, over the last few weeks, I've been really into the drink Celsius. I feel like... Oh, my God. (laughs) I feel like such a bougie mom. It's so big. It really is. (laughs) But, like, like, I feel so bougie just, like, drinking my Celsius, going to my spin class. Like, yeah, it's my one, like... It's my one little pocket of luxury I get a day. Mm. And I mean, they're like kind of expensive. They're like from Target here. They're like two something. But if you think about it, that's more than a coffee. I mean, that's less than a coffee. And it's mm. like 200 milligrams of caffeine, give or take. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's like that's what's been keeping me going these last few months. <laughs> Working out and caffeine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I love how it was like something small, you know, like it wasn't even like a big thing that brought you joy. Yeah, I think it took me a while to want to justify like buying a Celsius and then like Mm -hmm. just like the whole package of going to a class. I'm like, oh, this is Mm -hmm. so luxurious. I'm like a broke medical student. But, you know, if that's what helps me study, that's that's, that's the price I got to pay. Exactly. For me, um, also two things. One, as you may know from a previous episode, I used to work at Jamba Juice. That was my very first job ever. <laughs> and I hadn't oh. drank Jamba Juice in a while, right? And like, granted, I went into the store a few weeks ago and the store, I mean, this isn't like the same store I worked at, but the generic setup of the store was very similar. And even they had the same food items that they had like years ago, which was kind of weird. But uh-huh. it brought me joy because I ordered my favorite drink and Aww. it tastes better than I remember. Oh. Is it because you didn't make it? <laughs> no, I just think that I hadn't had it in a while. And I was mm. like, wow, it's still pretty mm-hmm. good. Which is, what is the- an apple and greens. But they normally use like apple concentrate. And then I substitute that for like apple, like freshly squeezed apple juice. Oh, oh. So I would recommend. Um, and then the second thing that brought me joy is I've been going like back and forth a ton this month. Um, just been like busy with a few different things. And two weekends ago, I went to go visit my friend in LA 
And then when I came home, my boyfriend brought me flowers. And like, oh, he does stuff for me, like sometimes like that, but not all the time. So when he does it, it's like, oh, points. <laughs> is, is it is it the flowers that are behind you or? It is. Aww, so I guess he went into so Ralph's and they had like an arrangement for $30. And he was like, yeah, I'm not going to pay that, which I agree with. And yeah, then he went into Trader Joe's and mm-hmm. like got mm-hmm. three different bundles and put them all together. So it was too much oh. to fit into like, we have like a pretty small base downstairs. So then oh, I put them in a mason jar upstairs as well. You know, okay, it's not something that I've done. It's not that it's brought me joy these past few months, but I also, from time to time, will buy myself flowers. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I just get it from my grocery store and I leave it on my coffee table and it just brightens my day to oh like my have God. it. Yeah. So I, um, that's a great yeah, I'll do that. Oh, thank I'm you. I'm so surprised you got that in Boston. Like, that doesn't match the weather. I mean, you can probably grow indoors. Yeah, or or that. <laughs> like, it's not really grown up. I don't think so. But, yeah, I'll, like, from time to time buy flowers from grocery stores. And then um, I'll hang them upside down to dry them afterwards so that I'm not, like, tossing them when I'm done. Yeah, so I did that recently. I guess that could bring me joy. But I was going to say, for me, it's the weather here. So I love... Brittany just rolled her eyes. <laughs> I was gonna say, did you have a winter storm or something? We did, oh, but okay. it was I I love winter and I love snow. So we had like a one day of like blizzard where we I think we got like two to three feet of snow in one day. But then the next day it was so nice, like it was very, very powdery snow. I hung out with friends and we went outside, we walked around and it was very nice. So it was fun to just like kind of be a kid again. Because everyone out out like Old people, adults, they're all like, playing in the snow. It was really cute to see, like, everyone having fun. Brittany's really unhappy. <laughs> She's like, that's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> I want the sun. But on the note of weather, it's starting to get warmer here. So um, I kind of been putting off running for a while, but I'm hoping to get back into it with the weather getting warmer. Like, it's going to be in the 30s, 40s Fahrenheit, which is about, like, uh, above zero close to the teens and celsius so i'm excited to get back out there hopefully the um the snow has melted enough for me to be able to not slip and fall but i also have trail shoes so i'll, I'll probably go on a run soon exciting mm-hmm. it's like anticipated joy <laughs> yeah pretty much i i check the weather like constantly because as mentioned i have like a race coming up at the end of april so i have to start training for that so but i've been like kind of you know doing other things to um to stay in shape Mm -hmm. yeah i think i have a lot of disdain because it was my first real winter in chicago Mm. and we also had recently like a horrible snow day like it was weirdly warm like warm as in like 40 fahrenheit and so it was mm. raining, and then it froze, and then it snowed. Mm. So it was just, like, the horrible combination. Yeah. And I was just, like, I hate this so much. Like, I think it's because I have to drive and, like, go out still. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, Luckily, but it was so bad that everything got canceled that day. But, yeah, no one was playing outside. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's, like, hiding in outside. their home. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad you have a joyful experience with the winter thank you does that mean though that you have to go to class when it snows um so for all of our classes they are 
or like most of them, all the lectures are optional. Um, like oh. there's usually some things that we have like once a day that we have that's mandatory. But the one thing that was mandatory got was became optional because like the weather was so bad. Mm. So as we know, Britt is currently in med school in her first year. Um, and she mentioned a little bit about what it's been like studying with Celsius and being a broke <laughs> med college student. Um, but what has that experience been like so far? I don't really think that we've ever dove into it ever since you made that announcement. Yeah, I think also like when I do talk about it. OK, so basically you call me at a bad time because I think like everything is just like really crashing down. Like the first fall quarter was difficult but they, like, intentionally don't make it as difficult as it could be. Just so, mm. like, you know. People... They don't want to discourage you. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so um, after the first quarter, uh, which ended in November, I became, like, really burnt out. Like, mm. I think that's, like, another topic that I feel like people don't talk about enough. Like, mm. like. I feel like it literally felt like I was sick. Like, I could not mentally do anything or, like, find the energy to, like, do what I had to. Like, even when I would read the stuff, I'd be like, like, who cares? Like, like it was just, mm. it took, like, th- I think it, like, took probably the full three weeks of, like, between my fall, br- fall break and my winter break to, like, find the sense to, like, okay, where's my motivation kind of mm-hmm. thing. So that was really hard. And then that kind of like set me off on a rough start because that was the beginning of our winter quarter. And so um, I definitely like had to like recover from not caring and like putting off a bunch of stuff I had to do the first few weeks of the quarter. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, it's been it's been really rough because I think like I'm facing a lot of the stuff that I faced in college that was really difficult, which was. I think it's hard to like not compare yourself to others and then Mm. especially with med school like we're literally doing the same thing as everyone else like even if I was in the same class in college with other people I I, there was never someone that was doing exactly the same thing as I was but then this one it's we take all the same tests like for an entire cohort and so it's hard to like not it's hard to be like compared to so many more people and then be like ranked so much lower within that just because, you know, just like the amount of people that go into med school is already so small compared to like the rest of the population. So you're against like you're competing against people who are like better than you, like more so than in college when there's a wider range, I think, of interests and mm. um, abilities. So, yeah, I think that's been really hard, just, like, not comparing myself to others and also just, like, I don't know, straight up dealing with, like, failing things. Like, I don't want to sound, like, pretentious, but, like, um, I got away with, like, failing one thing in college, whereas, like, I failed a few things so far. And so I think, like, just getting slapped in the face with, like, oh, I'm not as, like, smart as I think I am has been, like, pretty difficult to deal with since starting school. So there's a lot to unpack there. I (laughs) I feel like we're like in therapy or something. Um, But to touch on your first point about burnout. So you had your like November 
in November, you're very burnt out. And then you skipped ahead to the next quarter. So was there like mm-hmm. no time in between to recover? We had a we had a week. But that was like Thanksgiving. That was like Thanksgiving week. So yeah, but it was like I had the full week, the like, I don't know how to describe it. Like the Friday before Thanksgiving to the Friday after Thanksgiving. So I had a mm-hmm. full, like a completely full week. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised though that there's not more. I feel like there should be, especially being used to semester yeah. system when you get like a month off in between. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the hard thing with like, I've been seeing a counselor at school and like he was saying that it's really common for people to feel that way when you have such a short break and compared to like how hard you working before, like I was literally like for the three weeks before, like the two, we had like maybe two finals weeks and then like the week before, like I was like doing work all the time and so I think mm-hmm. a week right after going so hard is like definitely not enough um mm-hmm. time but at the same time it's like I don't know I'd rather get more stuff over with that I just want to get med school over mm-hmm. with kind of thing um as much yeah. as I would love a super long break I understand like why people would think it's kind of unnecessary to have more than a week break and then we got a two-week break for winter break after like um three weeks after our thanksgiving break so mm. we we got some time but it was definitely like yeah I, a week is not enough to like decompress because like for the first four days i was probably just like sleeping and catching up on everything else mm-hmm. so Brittany, you also touched on how you and the rest of your cohort are all doing the same classes with med school and everything do you feel like there is a competitive environment or do you think it's like have you found a good group of people who are supporting you and that you feel supported in school like what I guess has your experience been in med school at a place where everyone's doing the same thing versus like in college like you said where no one's doing the exact same thing you're doing yeah so um to answer I don't know which part of the question but you (laughs) you (laughs) talked about how I know um so we sent out the means for every um exam and the thing is like a lot of schools are pass fail and so it's kind of it sucks that we're graded but also sucks that we don't know what the mean is and Mm. um I I do have a really like amazing group of friends and I think I have a lot of support at mm-hmm. school um okay. especially because like I myself I'm not like the the term the medical school term is gunner like I'm not super competitive mm-hmm. um even in college I don't think I was I'm not super mm-hmm. like um I'll like sacrifice all my sleep and all my time with my friends just to get an A kind of person and so it's hard that there are people like that and um I don't know, like, it's kind of reconciling, like, okay, there are people that are willing to do that, but I know that I'm not, so I should be okay with it, but it still stings when, like, I'm never, like, I'm never the same as my test scores are not the averages, which Mm -hmm. are usually, like, always super high, and, um, 
Yeah, just like also a lot of people like always talk and they're like, oh, that was really hard, blah, blah, blah. And like, so you're like, okay, everyone's on the same page as me. Like I struggled on that exam. And then that means like an A minus A. And I'm like, what mm. the heck? Like all these <laughs> liars. And, um, but other than that, um, yeah, I really do think I'm very thankful that I have a good support system. I have a lot of good mm-hmm. friends at school that um, I'm lucky to have. And so that mm-hmm. makes everything a lot easier. But um, yeah, I think that's just like, when I went to, when I went into med school, like I'm used to kind of getting I'm used to being able to get away by like BSing everything if I needed mm-hmm. to, but like that doesn't mm. slide. So I think that was kind of like the biggest wake up call. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just like kind of guess what's happening with the human body yeah I know. <laughs> you know like maybe this is a good sign that med school is like yeah. serious like this. yeah they're taking their educating seriously yeah yeah that you think like they'd be a little easier when i'm trying to like help people but no they like make me learn my stuff <laughs> yeah okay so there's i guess like no inherent competitive nature it's more just like you see the mean and it's like like would you I guess it's a little bit too early to to tell because you're only in your first year mm-hmm. but there's no sense of like people trying to be kind of a little bit like I I don't want to use the word like cutthroat but like cutthroat in your school or anything um I don't think so and I mean there are really competitive yeah. people there are really like snarky people that will like mm-hmm. be like oh my god that test I mean, was so easy you have that everywhere you know? yeah like you kind of get that in any setting and I just kind mm-hmm. of distance myself from that um mm-hmm. but yeah I guess they're like competition is not like a big thing it's more just like oh shoot like everyone's doing so well I feel mm-hmm. like I'm not like what am I doing wrong mm-hmm. kind of thing mm-hmm. well, that's good at least you know you have your support group and your friends and everything. yeah I feel really lucky. and now Nathan's there too so that's probably nice just to have him in the same city yeah yeah I um, I'm definitely really grateful that I have him here as a support system because mm-hmm. I think things would be a lot more difficult without him. Um, I was just thinking, I don't know, Kimmy, if you thought this when you finally moved in with Eric, but I feel like I can't remember like the pain. I was thinking I was trying to remember how painful it was for like the times when you'd have to say goodbye and like be long distance again. <laughs> you look so no, that's good. crossed my mind a few times because and I feel like I can't remember it maybe because I think because literally my brain just like blocked it because I'm like oh. I never want to have to think about that again oh. I think I can remember it I just like I don't want to go back there <laughs> mm. <laughs> on that note um Kimmy you are living with your boyfriend mm. Eric how has that been going it's been going well. I think as I expressed in one of our first few episodes of the season is like the whole transition felt very natural because mm. we, even like at school, we would hang out a lot. Um, and then we like spent a month together this past summer. So I felt like we had mm. a lot of experiences leading up to living together. Um, like there have been a few hiccups, like he's more introverted than me. So he needs more alone time. When I'm like, hang out with me all the time. <laughs> but other than that, it's been good. 
what are some things that you didn't expect going into moving in with him? I guess I think I expected this, just not the intensity that it's like come out to be is we're very different in like living habits. So I'm like a very neat person and Mm. he's more messy. Mm. And that's also been like a point of contention Mm. when I come home and the place is like messier than I would leave it. Um, Mm -hmm. So (laughs) we've had to have like a conversation a few times just about like what my expectations are, because I think it's fine if like you have two different lifestyles. But for me, when my place is messy, I get stressed. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, if it, you know, just takes like an extra 15 minutes out of your day to clean up, like that will do like wonders for me. Yeah. So that's been, I mean, he's been like a lot better with that. (laughs) So, you know, all it takes is a bit of training. (laughs) (laughs) So you also moved to a new city. So how has it been adjusting and like, have you found a community that you feel comfortable in? Yeah, I would say yes and no. Like, Prior to this experience, every experience I had before in a new city, I didn't know like anyone. And I was fully immersing myself and meeting a ton of people there, like living the lifestyle of what people in that city would live. Mm. Um, Whereas here in San Diego, like I know a few people. I'm also close enough to like my home, so my family. Mm -hmm. And I'm also close enough to some like college and high school friends that have stayed in the area. Mm -hmm. So I feel like a lot of time since being here, we've been here now for around six months, has been me like connecting with a lot more of those people, like my family and friends that Mm -hmm. I've known rather than develop, rather than like making time to develop friendships here. Mm -hmm. So I definitely would like to find more friends here. Like I basically have some high school friends and college friends that are here. And then I have like a mutual friend who's become one of my really good friends here. But other than that, I don't really have anyone else. Um, But it's not like I'm particularly like lonely. Like I frankly right now just don't have enough time to add more people into my life. But Mm -hmm. it's definitely something that I like want to do in the future is to just like get a really good group of people here. So Mm -hmm. still, still on my mind, but hasn't been like, I haven't been actively pursuing that yet. Hasn't been highest priority. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's also hard to make friends too because I know, uh, well, given the pandemic, first of all, and also your company is a fully remote company, right? Or at least you are fully remote. So it's not like you get to meet your coworkers or anything. So Yeah, so there's only been a handful of coworkers that I've met um, and it's all been like very coincidental like I would happen to be Mm. in the area where they lived Mm -hmm. and then we would meet up um (laughs) and we are planning like a company trip so I will be able to get to meet everyone but in the meantime I was like you know what I just need to take matters into my own hands (laughs) so my manager also used to live in San Diego and I have another co-worker that I'm friends with that loves here um so I messaged both of them and I was like hey like who else lives in San Diego and then we track down more people. So we're actually going to um, like grab lunch this Friday. Oh, fun. So I'm oh. going to meet like four more people. <laughs> really fun. So yeah, that'll be good. Um, and some of them are also new to the area. So that's mm. fun. Oh, so being fully remote, do you 
find that it's difficult to be at home and working and like being able to separate those two things and having a good work-life balance? Yeah, I think it definitely varies, honestly, from like week to week. Like mm. I genuinely like it a lot. And even after this company, like I'm hoping to find a company that does allow a remote option mm. um, just because it's so flexible. Like I, you know, I love multitasking. So I love being able to like run the washing machine while yes. I'm like in a meeting yes. um, oh. or like being <laughs> able to like step out for like half an hour to run an errand because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. no one else is really like running errands at 11 a.m. So <laughs> that part's been really nice. But in terms of work-life balance, um, I've just had like a lot on my plate in like my own role this past like month and a half. Mm-hmm. So I've definitely been working more than I probably should be along with like a lot of like personal events happening. Not like there's anything serious, but like Chinese New Year meant that I went home for the weekend. Mm. Like it was my friend's birthday. So I visited her, you know, Mm. just like events like that would come up. Um, Mm. But actually last week, and I'm going to talk to my manager again tomorrow, I like sat down and I made a spreadsheet of literally everything that I do at work and like the percentage of time I spend on everything. And then I made like a new column of like how I could reduce that percentage of time based on what was low impact. Mm. I know so because you kind of gave me the idea and like when we had to we went through this whole like company-wide planning and in that planning process they were like okay here's your goal here's the different projects you're going to be working on and here's the amount of time you should you should be um devoting to each project so that Mm. kind of sparked this idea so yeah I'm going to be able to fortunately like cut off a lot of things that are like not necessarily busy tasks but they aren't really contributing to a lot of my like team schools mm-hmm. so I'm looking forward to <laughs> snipping some things off my mm-hmm. <laughs> list can you just remind the listeners of what your what you do in your role at your company? yes so I generally do marketing and that's what I was primarily hired on to do Mm-hmm. But of course, once you're hired on, once you get like a pretty good grasp of your role, you begin to take on a few different projects. Mm-hmm. So since being hired, I'm doing like normal, um, like direct to consumer marketing, and then also now doing some like B2B marketing. So creating um, content for like clients, doing some social media. So just like a variety of different things mm-hmm. that weren't necessarily in the scope of my role before I started. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why now I'm looking to like cut out some things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Kimmy would reduce her work by doing more work. Yeah. <laughs> I was just True. like, this is the easiest way to do it. <laughs> you're, talking, you're talking about the spreadsheet, right? Your yes. Excel sheet or yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. You know, you're organized. It's good to like visualize everything. Yeah. I was like, this is just, it'll be easier to talk to my manager and like my team lead about it if I just have it laid out. Mm -hmm. Uh, Speaking of working and balancing work and fun, Annalise, how has work been for you? And um, how has um, your work been for you? And how has like the pandemic changed things from when you first started? Yeah, so if... Our listeners, remember, I actually went home for like about a year to work remote because I was, you know, when mm-hmm. COVID was really like 
bad at just getting started and mm-hmm. everyone like a lot of companies were remote and then they kept pushing back the return to office date mm-hmm. so after a while when my company kept pushing it back I was like I'll just go home was home for about a year and then came back to Boston where I am now and around the summertime my office opened up to vaccinated people if they wanted oh. to come in mm-hmm. so I have been going in about three times a week because my work from home setup is really really bad and then I just mm-hmm. like I don't have monitors which you would expect like a software engineer to have mm-hmm. but like I just don't have the space for a monitor mm-hmm. so I go into the I was going to the office three times a week because I have like two monitors there in addition to like my laptop and a standing desk which is like just fun to have and then um, in mm-hmm. the summer, people were more people were going in, so you know you got to eat lunch with coworkers and mm-hmm. socialize a little bit. It was good to see people. And then the holidays came around, and you know, fewer and fewer people were heading to the office. And then mm-hmm. Omicron, and it's been like very empty in the office. And I think I've only gone back two or three times this whole year, like in twenty twenty two. Oh, so it's it's still like well, the other thing was like the weather sometimes I just don't want to walk in the cold because I, I walk to work mm-hmm. so I it's like thinking about commute and then also Omicron and everything I just like didn't really feel comfortable going to the office but mm-hmm. I have plans to like kind of go back in once in a while again um where my company is still kind of pushing for a return to office day where it's like a hybrid mm-hmm. system so you work remote and then you come to the office two or three times a week depending on whenever your team um, decides our days that you want to work together mm-hmm. so that's kind of how it's been going um, but I completely echo what Kimmy was saying like I love being able to just do laundry in between meetings or like it's just nice to like not feel like you have just two days to do all your errands you can yeah. space mm-hmm. it out throughout the whole week so that's been nice and definitely like extremely fortunate enough that I can work from home because I have friends who mm-hmm. work in labs or um, other th- places that they have to go into the office and so it's mm-hmm. a lot harder for them to to have like this kind of luxury that I get mm-hmm. so as someone who's more sociable and enjoys mm-hmm. being around people and you've really only gone into the office a few times a week like mm-hmm. how have you been able to still fulfill your need for like hanging out with people <laughs> in that sort of environment plus with the weather being bad yeah, well, don't forget, I'm also dating, so oh, I go on dates and I do meet people, as we touched on in our last episode. So it's not like I'm just talking to just coworkers and friends, and that's true. Why not? I am meeting a few people here and there, but I, I'm also climbing, and like that's a very social community. And so I go like two, three times a week, and I go with my friend. So we'll go there, and we'll meet people there, and then we'll like kind of I make friends with like the people who work there too. So like I'll go and hang out with them when I'm tired and don't want to climb <laughs> mm-hmm. um I see friends on weekends sometimes and then mm-hmm. um again like Kim mentioned it was recently the Lunar New Year so a lot of like mm-hmm. festivities and um gatherings that happen with like friends to just like eat and cook together so definitely have been opportunities to hang out with people and um also again like being able to work from home I actually worked at my friend's place one time just to like hang out with her and then she came over yeah. to my place like later on uh, a few weeks later, we just worked from home together. Mm-hmm. So I I don't feel like I, I – I do feel like I'm getting enough socializing, even though I'm not going to the office and talking to my coworkers. The other thing is, like, you are still talking to your coworkers. Like, even though it's to a screen, it's, like, there is still some sense of socializing. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though I am extroverted, I also – 
I also feel like I'm introverted sometimes. Like, I, like I'm, I'm a very middle extroverted introvert, introvert, extrovert. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I definitely need like days where I'm just like, I just need to recharge and be by myself. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. take a, take a weekend for myself and kind of you know, do nothing, mm-hmm. <laughs> recharge. So, yeah, it's been it's been all right so far. Mm. So you're about to go into your third year living in the or I yeah. guess like that break with the pandemic and everything. Yeah. But now that you're back and like getting to a routine, do you think you mm-hmm. can see yourself settling there for a longer term or are you keeping your options a little more open? I think I'm somewhere in between. Keeping my mm. options open, but I can also kind of see myself here. I don't know if this is like the last place I'll be. Mm-hmm. but I can at least see myself here for a couple more years and then I think after that kind of reevaluate but there are definitely places that I want to travel to and I have been curious about living in other places mm-hmm. um but I guess like I'm pretty sell- settled and comfortable with where I am right now like I have like you said a routine mm-hmm. I have friends here um that and I like the city enough that I want to stay for at least a couple of years but we'll see what happens then yeah, so not totally closed off on the idea of moving somewhere else, but also mm-hmm. not actively thinking about it either. I think this was one of the points that you brought up in the existential crisis episode was like, mm-hmm. you weren't sure if you're going to stay in Boston forever, if it's like the place for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, like the topics that we covered in that episode, are you, do you still feel like you're going through that sort of crisis or have things calmed down, especially because <laughs> you just had your birthday? yeah. <laughs> things have calmed down for now no I'm kidding but I think I think for now like yeah I'm pretty happy with like where things are right now nothing's really I think I was just like itching for change and I think it yeah. was the fact that I was home for so long and I was mm-hmm. I felt like I was kind of maybe missing out on my 20s because I was mm-hmm. with my parents mm-hmm. and then coming back to boss and not knowing like what to do and trying to find a routine it was very much like you know how do I get back into being on my own and like away from my parents and everything but um yeah I think like where I am now I'm pretty happy with how things are going um so fingers crossed it stays that way for at least another 25 more years (laughs) midlife crisis next yeah (laughs) do you think that was just like with time that things got better like you didn't I mean I did do I mean like I said I got like three extra ear piercings and then I oh yeah (laughs) I bleached and then dyed my hair. Oh, so yeah. There are definitely like a things. couple like <laughs> physical changes that I did to kind of maybe account for that. But I think that thing uh-huh. was like finding, I think it was like keeping myself busy and mm-hmm. preoccupied with hobbies and hang out with friends that I didn't have a lot of time to think so much about mm-hmm. or to, I guess, yeah, just be in my own thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> So I guess to kind of wrap everything up, what is one thing that you've learned between um, that you've learned during this transitional period that we've all kind of been going through? So something that I learned is that you shouldn't compare your like pre-adult life to your actual adult life. Like, as I mentioned, um, the experiences I had living in places before, I thought was going to be very similar to the experience I'm having now but it just hasn't been. And like, that's for a variety of factors. Um, so yeah, that's something I think that I would tell myself because I think there were a few months where I was like 
damn, like I'm really having to go to all of these things and not being able to have time to like make a community for myself here. Mm-hmm. But at this point, <laughs> I don't know if I've given up or I've just like come to terms with that's how it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think there's just like unexpected things where even if you think like, oh, I've experienced something similar before, stuff will come up where it's like not going to be exactly the same as it was once, as it once was. I guess one lesson that I've learned is to be open-minded and try that's a joke get it Not that. Like, yeah I was really yeah. <laughs> is is to not be afraid of change and not be afraid of trying new things and mm-hmm. of having things unplanned mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. kind of to touch on what you said Kimmy to not compare yourself not compare your current version of yourself to like a former adult version of yourself I think mm-hmm. it's like don't be afraid if it doesn't go to plan I think a lot of things kind of mm-hmm. come up unexpected and so to adapt and try new things um, is something that I guess I've learned so mm-hmm. basically be open-minded <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that is my new motto <laughs> be open-minded to everything <laughs> you're like I'm not gonna do open-minded yeah be okay when things I'll don't go to phrase it differently. <laughs> I'll phrase it differently. Um, I think for me, something I've kind of been more forgiving about to myself is I've been trying to not, or I've been trying just to do things that make me happy, even if mm. they're not necessarily the most sensible thing. So like my Celsius and my Spin classes. I was just thinking. (laughs) Um, Yeah, because I think like why try so hard if you're not going to enjoy things at the same time? Mm. So basically YOLO. (laughs) (laughs) So you only live once. (laughs) That might say. (laughs) Well, thank you all for sharing. I think it's we haven't been able to set a dedicated amount of time to catch up between us three, so it's nice to hear from you and know how you're doing. Thank you everyone for listening. Um you could always check out our website at adulthoodpending.com or follow us at adulthood pending podcast on Instagram. Join us every other Monday for new episodes. We can't wait to share our stories and are excited you're with us on our adulthood journey. Bye. Bye.